0: Hey, what's up? That's me, Victoria Glam, the host of the Glam Life Podcast. I've spoken on stages around the world, but this is where it actually started, in a small town just like you. I bought this building, I built this business with my loving husband, and then I made a lot of really famous friends. And now I want to bring their expertise to you every week on the Glam Life Podcast. Oh, happy Monday morning, my friends. I have the distinct pleasure of introducing you to a very good girlfriend of mine. We met through coaching. Actually, I was her business coach for a while. And then we became almost like a little tag team partnership where you know, you scratch my back, I scratch your back, on and on, transcontinental. And she actually sells brow sister products for me across Europe. And I sell pigments and machines because I really like them that she manufactures. We speak on stages together. We travel to conferences together. Uh, we've, you know, I've met her mother and her husband, and she's met my children. We go to dinners together. We go out for drinks. Um, but even more interestingly than just a client who became a very good friend, she is actually. I think the title of this episode is something like, um, like the mayor of Europe or or the amb- Europe's ambassador. I think that's what it's called, Europe's ambassador. With good reason, let me tell you something. If you want to be involved in conferences in Europe, you better know Veronica Fleischer because everyone counts on and depends on Veronica to figure out how to make their event pop. She is so good at what she does. She is an amazing connector of people. No one, no one pushes their girls into the spotlight more than Veronica. So if you trained with her and you go off to do your own thing, she turns you into a master and makes sure that if you're gonna do your own thing, it is gonna thrive and survive. She bonds her girls together. She really embodies um the concept of community of building communities truly it's not something that she just says it's not a buzzword it's not something she says to sound like she's a girl's girl she is one she takes these girls all over the world with her and throws them on stages and takes them on trips she swims with manta rays with them she explores egyptian pyramids with them there's nothing she will not do for fleisser girls and i love that about her i love this woman you're gonna love her too let's meet Veronica Fleiser. All right, my friend, let's do it. The very first Glam Life <laughs> podcast interview ever. People are going to think it's Taryn because she's coming out first and I told her she could oh. be first, but you're the first one ever. <laughs> ah, what honor. How did you get to be Veronica Fleiser? Like, how did you get to be known worldwide, speaking at conferences on every continent, every country in Europe? How did that happen?
1: Well, first of all, I still don't feel like that. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, I'm trying to be there and just share the knowledge and help each other artist to grow a little bit more. And how did that happen? Well, I'm not even sure. (laughs) It's always like about like one person that will give you a hand and you will be forever grateful that she did, even though you are not cooperating with that person anymore, for example, but still that was the one person that put a trust in you. Yeah. Because when you are in the beginning and you want to go to the conferences, you know you have something to say, and there's still nobody who is willing to give you the space, then it's for nothing. So it's really hard to find somebody who will trust a newcomer.
0: What was the first conference you spoke at? Uh,
1: Actually, the first one was for um, a business department in Czech. (laughs) <laughs> which was not a conference, but they just wanted like an opinion. And that was kind of huge because I said the things like they were back then and there were some troubles, like serious troubles. So all of the people suddenly came to me and say them, say them. But there was not a conference, but it was the first like public speaking. Yeah. And then uh, there was a conference in Romania. Uh, And it was during the COVID time, so it was, I think, twice or three times postponed. And uh, Natalia, the girl who organized it, she, she was the first to give me the chance. So I was forever grateful for her, even though she told me you need to pay for sponsorship. Yeah, which I was really happy to do because I was happy she even considered me. Yeah. And it ended up because some of the speakers didn't show up because of the COVID time and the flights and the restrictions. She eventually asked me to do another presentation.
0: Nice.
1: So I had two presentation and it it was like success. So I was. What did you talk about? uh, Mini tattoos. Mm -hmm. and eyeliner (laughs) so yeah you never know how did it feel well I was really nervous I was there with my husband Mm -hmm. and he supported me and of course I didn't know anybody so I was really insecure if my English will be understandable if it will be interesting for them because every time when you speak especially abroad you don't know the audience you don't know if they are experienced artists or newcomers or how they will feel. And there was also other artists from, for example, from Poland. I remember Olaf Tabaczynski. He was so supportive. He was like, hey, great job. It was so interesting. And he basically talked to me the whole conference, which was great. So he gave me like lots of courage. And I saw that people are interesting. They are like into the presentation. So I knew immediately that, yeah, job done well done (laughs) but at the same time of course like it's always like that i'm always a little nervous because i i don't know how the audience will react
0: right so you speak at conferences all over now you're invited to lots of them they even ask you like who should we invite to conferences you have a big business but back at home You always say Czech is such a small market, but you've really dominated that market. And you've brought so many girls with you. You own your own studio. You have all these girls who work for you. You have all these girls who train with you. You've trained them to train people. You bring them on stages with you. Huge business. But Czech doesn't have huge industry. So how did you fund your first business? Was Um, it credit cards?
1: um, No. Cash. Cash all cash yeah we developed like in small steps like everything that we like all of the money that we made we invested right back yeah so we kept only the little we didn't spend it on fancy cars or fancy handbags we just invested it right back and we just grew like very very slowly yeah and i have to say like i have been lucky all of these years (laughs) my mom always says like everything you do it's success sometimes it's not of course like sometimes you do some mistakes and that's that's normal, I guess, but yes,
0: I've been lucky. I think doing it that way, because that's how I built my business too. Every dollar I earned, I just put back into yeah. the business. And I hear two camps. I hear students say, I can't afford that, which, well, okay, then you never will. Yeah. And I hear students say, well, I got this big loan or I borrowed money from somewhere and I'm just gonna throw $10,000. It's a, And then it's like, yeah, but you're paying that back and you don't know if yeah. you're gonna earn it, you know? Yeah. So I think doing it the way that you and I did where we earn a dollar before we spend a dollar is not necessarily lucky. I think it's just practical. So yeah. you're building your own safety net into your building. Yeah. But, but who taught you how to kind of run that business so effectively or so
1: efficiently? Uh, I think Partly, it was my parents because they they have like a different business. My mom also has like salon like a studio, and she's a massage therapist so uh but it, she always wanted to be small. She never had the dreams to go big, so it was always me like taking risks, and yeah. my dad always went in a fight with me like "Don't do it, you are, oh, you are crazy and I was like, "Dad, it's my decision. I will do it anyway <laughs> so yeah." uh it was partially like them that they gave me like some advices in some points and most of the times of course they were scared so i would not ended up like losing everything yeah but i don't know i was i always had my own mind (laughs) about uh, business things and when my husband showed up like seven years back he also started to be like the important part of the business because he always worked in insurance companies so he know how to Deal, how to close the deals, yeah. which I'm not very good at. Uh, I don't like good to push people to say to to sell. Uh, I don't like to say buy from me. Yeah, I don't like to say this is the best option you have. I don't like to say those things. But he knows exactly how, so he helped a lot to grow the business. Because when I look seven years back, we since that like it's amazing how much we grew.
0: I actually want to talk to you about that. So think back to your very first business when it was just you at your first place, taking your first set of clients. Did you know then that it was possible to work internationally? No. Who made that feel possible to you? Who did you see doing that? And you were
1: like, if she's doing it, I can do it. Uh, well, like I remember when I took a training from Svetoslav mm. and Fee Academy. Uh, when I was in Sviatoslav class, there was no Světo Academy back then. It was only him doing, yeah. doing the trainings across the Europe. And in that point, I never thought like I could be like him. But when I was taking the training with V Academy, it started to like be a little bit in my mind. So I remember <laughs> going to the training and the first thing that I asked was, what should I do to become a master here? And of course, like the, the, the teacher, she didn't like me at all. Yeah, <laughs> I don't blame her, by the way. But she didn't like me from the minute that I asked that question, because nobody likes that competition. Yeah. So I would say like with the fee, I started to have like that feeling that it, it is actually possible because those academies, they give you the idea that you can grow.
0: Yeah. But you've made that seem so possible and every time that you and I do go to a conference together, you know everyone. (laughs) I I actually called this episode um, the Europe's ambassador. (laughs) Because aren't you though? There's not a country
1: you haven't spoken at in Europe. Uh, Well, yeah, but I think it's because like I'm trying to be friendly and I always ended up uh, spending time with people that think similar like me. Uh, I don't like snobby people. I do not like them so I avoid even the conversation with them. Sometimes somebody surprised me, that's true. But um uh, I am trying to collaborate with people that are the same like me and they they are honest about this industry because there there are lots of people in this industry they are only about money. Yes. And that's it. It's super true like it's important of course like everybody wants to like you know well it's a job money it's my business it yeah has to earn yeah money. of course but like somebody is just about the money and they don't care about the industry they don't care about what other people think they don't care how the students are feeling yeah so
0: like if we're telling a student no 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 you need to invest this ten thousand dollars and she's like it's i i invest the ten thousand or i might lose my house and if I'm pressuring her to spend the 10,000, I feel like that's not ethical. Mm, yeah. But I think that when we're saying, okay, like well, the conversation that we just had, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, we'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. Well, you know, it was two years ago. I feel like I just didn't do anything with it. We'll come back, we'll mm-hmm. figure it out. It doesn't matter that I'm not gonna make another dollar. For me, I already made money off of that that student and it's I'm only as successful as that student is, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that's there have true. been times when I've bet on a student and I was wrong. Like they, yeah. they really weren't as dedicated. I wanted it more than they wanted it. Yeah. That's true. I agree. What would you say has been like, so my kids and I do this thing that we call Awfuls and Awesomes and it's basically like the best part of your day and the worst part of your Mm -hmm. day. What was the best thing that happened? What What were your Awesomes and Awfuls in your business so far?
1: Like the awful thing was um, just when I realized that some people are really snobby and they are not here to help you. like for example during some really expensive trainings, because in Czech like we don't work for so much money as you guys here in the US, yeah. you do brows for 800, mm-hmm. we do them, I do them for 350 and I am crazy expensive in Czech. Yeah. So we don't, like for us, if we spend um, 3000 for a training, it's a lot. For lots of the girls, it's like really high amount of money
0: mm-hmm.
1: and It's really, really pity that some of these international speakers that we think that they are the best, we we look up to them. And then they come in a person and they roll their eyes because you, you don't do correctly some movements or something. I think that's really, really bad. Yeah, because then you feel like, oh, I am here to learn, but you feel like shit. Yeah, you're judging me. Oh, can I say that word? Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think this is like the lowest point you can get. Or when somebody... Did that happen to you? Not directly to me, but I was hosting this class and the the teacher was doing it a lot. And mm-hmm. the girls were like, some of them were beginners. So I think this was the worst part. For me, it was always when I read somewhere that somebody's talking bad about me. Oh. And I was trying so hard to do everything correct. Like, I I don't, I never said, like, my products are best. I am the best. I never say those things. Like, nobody's best. Like, it depends, like, what you like. Yeah. Um, so it always hurts my feeling when somebody, like, said some bad words about me. And most of the times, like, I was feeling really insecure because of my body because I'm not that Barbie girl (laughs) and most of the people in this industry are so when somebody like pointed out like she's fat I
0: oh yeah
1: yeah so that was like the weakest points but it only took me like few days to like soak it up and then said okay I'm fat but what's next what well, what else can you say about me, you know?
0: Listen, you can earn as much money as you want and you can be as skinny as you want. And that doesn't <laughs> matter. But you can't change someone's kindness. You're either kind yeah. or you're not. Yeah. And that's that true. like what does it get you to say something about somebody else's body, you know?
1: Yeah. I feel like this is what fifteen years olds do. Yeah. So I of course like I don't like it, but there are still people who say that even now. Were you popular when you were fifteen? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was, actually. I feel like you were.
0: <laughs> I was, yeah. You feel like a popular
1: person. <laughs> Europe's ambassador, you guys. But I, I was never, like, like popular, like, because I wanted to be. Like, it was, like, natural because I, I always tried it to it be It came friendly. easy
0: to her. Don't worry. I'm she trying to be friendly. Popular. Friendly
1: with everyone. Everyone can be friends with me. That's
0: true. You're very easy to get on with. You really are. And I've told you that before. You're my favorite. Um, that's why you're here again. You're the favorite person I've ever hosted. You're so easy so chill, so calm, and you're just very easy to chat even with the students. They feel bonded to you when they leave. They all feel like you're their best Barbie friend. Here we are in Barbie pink everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) What was your, what's been the the, like awesome, the most amazing
1: moment of your career? I think the conferences, and I have to say that the best ones that I experienced, and I felt really like, uh, like happy inside, uh, was the one in Vegas yeah Mm -hmm. even though i didn't know people there and i was of course a little nervous because i didn't know the audience so i was kind of like uh nervous if they will understand everything of course like english is not not, my native uh speaking so of course there's always like a little stress if i say things correctly but um it was just a very vip experience with the limo and the party and the drinks so it looks like so much fun it was and i met uh some nice people there uh i knew already bianca uh from the conference from bucharest and from czech i met tracy russell she's in florida and that was like the nicest memories but also like one of the best things is always happening during the conferences or also another like a do you know that feeling like when you are still and you feel nothing but happiness yeah do you know have you ever experienced like that soaking moment? it
0: in
1: yeah and for me i just talked about it with my husband like few days back in the bahamas and the reason why we went to bahamas is because we went on the trip here to U.S. to work too. Yeah. So we always combine those two things, which is the best part about the PMU career, that you can travel not just for the education, but also for, for fun and when you when you are so far away on this dream destination you are riding the boat you have shark in your arms <laughs> and you kiss it <laughs> only as, you are as, kissing Yeah, <laughs> but that was the nurse sharks so they're not that dangerous yeah and in that feeling i really i said to my husband like i'm so happy and those are the the feelings like you realize like it's possible because i work so hard And because I made it possible and because I was last year, I was all the time on the road. Yeah, I had my like really low moments when I couldn't be with my son. So those are the moments that you realize that it was for not, it it was all worth it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What do you think? um, is kind of like the, the balance with traveling and being away from home life to
1: remain profitable though. Because you don't get paid to go, to, well, do you get paid to go to conferences? Uh, uh, they don't, get, well, they don't get you like the money for being there. Right. But some of the organizers paid for the expenses. But they don't do it anymore so much, to be honest, yeah now <laughs> especially in, wants Europe. To go to yeah, in Europe yeah, especially around the Europe. So, so how do you
0: stay profitable with going on you know to the Bahamas and then going on four different cities in the u s and you have your shop back home?
1: Well, uh, of course, the employees or cooperation with other artists it's very important because if you do all this by yourself, of course, when on the time that you will not be here. You will be losing money yeah so uh, if you want to um, make your business like a higher level I would say you definitely need to have like the best people around you which is really really hard so it's some it might take years to find the right person that yeah. you can trust with your business because come on it's your business you build it for so many months or years so I have that person um uh, yeah Misha
0: tell me about Misha How did you meet?
1: oh she was working in my studio my m- me and my mom when we started the studio and we hired her as a uh, the person that like uh take care of the schedule and yeah she was like the lowest position and she didn't have a, a very good salary. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> and she stick with she us, it yes. God bless you. But like over the years, of course I had some bad experience with my employees as well. What's the worst thing in employees then? you? Well, um I think the worst experience is when they have a feeling like you are making all of the money and they are just working for you and you don't pay pay them enough. So I have a girl I had a girl that um She for the like for the Czech economy, she had like incredible salary, incredible. She could not complain, you know, she would never made so much money in some other job. And she was still like very greedy. So that was one point. It was before Christmas. She asked me, she got the salary on 7th and we pay monthly. You have weekly right? Yeah. So we do it monthly. It's normal in Czech like everybody's doing like monthly salary so she got that salary on 7th of December and that was salary for November and she asked me right before the Christmas on 23rd if I could pay her for December already which was not the time so I said okay I have some other expenses but if I like be able to manage I I will give you the money before the Christmas she said to the other employees that I will I didn't give her the money but she forgot to say that it was like upfront, you know? Yeah. So that was like the worst because I was friends with her like for many years and she still was talking bad.
0: Yeah, she was like basically saying that you wouldn't pay her.
1: Yeah, and everybody like thought I'm such a bitch because I didn't give her the money for Christmas, of course. But so that was like the worst experience. And did did she leave? uh, I needed to say goodbye to her like a month later There was also some complaints about her, so that was not just this thing, that was just one thing and another thing, build it up.
0: I think that usually once they get that kind of attitude of entitlement, I I call it entitlement, then everything else goes to pot. You know, negativity is like a cancer Mm -hmm. on your business and it just spreads. And usually when they leave, somebody else leaves with
1: them and that's who they've been gossiping about Uh you with, you know? So, and we had some employees that was just riding more hours, and then we find out she was... Oh, they were pretending that they yeah, worked more yeah, than yeah. they did? and they were stealing money, so we had some bad... What did you do? Um, How did you find out they were stealing money?
0: Um, Hi, friends. So, listen, commercials suck, so I'm going to make this really short. If you are enjoying today's episode and you find Veronica Fleiser interesting or someone that you would love to meet... Come, come and meet her for free. She is actually our keynote speaker at the Christmas conference happening in my shop here in Lafayette, Louisiana at the Microblading Institute on December 15th. That's a Friday from nine to three. You can meet Veronica. You can pick her brain and maybe she will put you on stage in another country,
1: which is amazing. Okay, back to today's episode. You know, uh, they were uh, charging the money for procedures and we usually have like a bookkeeping, something like that. So you put down write down the procedure the price and at the end of the day you count all of the money it has to fit so my mom was doing a procedure and she put there the money and she forgot to write it down because there was another client waiting for her Mm -hmm. so she just put the money there and forgot to write it but she remembered it she said like when I'm finished I will write it down and all of a sudden the money was not there because of course this girl was leaving her her shift So she counted the money, she realized that there is like plus money, so she just took it, you know. (sighs) And my mom like the other day asked her like, hey, where is the money? I left there the money from cryo, you know, and where is it, you know, and oh, mm." and that was like in one hour, it was back there. So that's how we found out. And then, yeah, we we dig deeper and we found out like she's writing all of these hours. And we paid them actually Mm -hmm. so we went like each day and we checked if the client arrived and everything so we had some bad experience so that's why i appreciate misha so much now yeah because she's been through that time and she was still like the last employee you know she didn't make that money as these two girls for example and she didn't want to do permanent makeup No, she didn't even want to do it,
0: and now she's a master.
1: Yeah, I actually pushed her a little bit after those situations (laughs) because I saw that she's loyal and everything, you know. So she was really scared, but it took her only three months under my supervision to go, like, really high with her work.
0: She's a natural talent.
1: Now she's, like, one of the best in Czech, so I'm very proud of her, and she's really, really loyal. I love her so much. Like, I cannot live without her. My business could not live without her. So when I'm here for three weeks in the US, she's the one who's in charge with the courses, with the procedures. Of course, we have another girl for the procedures now. I split up with my mom because it was, the, we were taking like so much space in her salon. Yeah. So we split up and uh, That's we That's how have, you got the residence? Yeah. yeah. And we got another employee taking care of the e-shop and
0: yeah. So while you're here in the U.S. breaking into the U.S. market, what's your goal for the United States? Uh,
1: well, I want to build the same community that I managed to build back in Czech because there was lots of gossips and lots of bad talking uh, between the PMU artists. That was like battlefield back yeah. there. And I remember lots of girls like crying, including me because somebody said something. So when we built the community with my academy it started like very like innocent we didn't know like it will become what it is yeah but because i i always wanted to give them a little extra so we went to the team buildings together which my girls didn't pay i pay for that just to get to know each other a little bit more to be more personal so it kind of became a habit to once in a while like get together and drink a little bit and have fun. So we went to the music festival together as well. Uh, We went to holidays together. And last year we did a huge masterclass in Egypt where we officially announced our new wireless machine. So all the girls who got on board and went to this trip, they got the machine like included. How many girls are we talking about? Like in the academy or on that trip? Both. Uh, we have now more than 30 uh, certified uh, artists, and now these are girls who work for Flyce
0: Academy, or these are girls who took training at Flyce Academy.
1: But they all of them took a training. It's like one of our um like a rule. Yeah, they have to be trained by by our academy because we want to have control on the quality of the work. Um, and then they have their own studios. They have their own studios. They they are, they are don't pay any fee for us to stay in the academy. It's just we started to supervise them like each year just to make sure like you are the highest quality as possible. And that's basically it. So all of these girls are here because they want to. Yeah. And they feel like they are also protected from that gossip because we re- really stick to each other. Uh, we always, uh, if somebody is happening to other girl, we always like stick with her and fight with the others. Not fight, but you yeah, know, like
0: you stick up for each other. Yeah.
1: So, so it's very nice community, and I love how personal we became. We know each other's husband's name, we know the kids' names, we yeah. know what's happening. There is not a single day where we don't chat. Oh, that's nice.
0: Yeah. So, what, do you guys have like one big group
1: chat? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we have. And sometimes it takes a while before you go to the end, because one day it's like lots of messages, the other day it's like almost nothing, but it's like every single day and we help each other with the business, with the mistakes, because sometimes we do them uh, with the clients, because sometimes there are some hard cases, sometimes we, sure. something happens that never happened before, so we are always trying to advise each other as well.
0: So you wanna build that in the US now? Yeah. So what does that look like in the United States? Because obviously you're not going to come to music festivals with girls in the U.S. You're busy with your girls in Czech. Oh, that would be great, actually.
1: Okay, I I would love to. (laughs) She wants to go
0: to Burning Man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I would love to. I would love love to. to. Like, um, yeah, my my vision is to uh, start with all these advices, because I know some of the girls here are feeling really alone in this business. So just to give them uh, a little heads up and to let them know like you're not alone. There's always somebody you can come and ask for advice. And um, yeah, I am I am actually planning the team buildings because I think that's what and that works perfectly back in Czech. That's what brings the people together and they have a chance to know each other very well. So. I think this is the key actually to get to know each other a little bit more. Yeah. Is that
0: well you describe it to me. What would you say you want like when you're when you're in your 80s and you say that's it I'm done I'm retiring I'm going to sell Flys Academy or hand it down to Kaya or whatever you want to do? what impact do you want to leave what's the legacy of veronica fleisser when they say you never met veronica you just have to know her to know this um
1: i think just the quiet business respectable one so let's say i want people to remember me like oh she did something she's from like small country but she still grew big but at the same time, it's because of her that the business is without like almost no gossips. It's quiet and we help each other. So yeah. I think this is the legacy that I want to, you know, make. <laughs> <laughs> A peaceful business. Yeah. Is that how you would define success? How do you know if you've been successful? Well, I think you. Most of the times when you are sex, sexo- 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 I can't say that word, <laughs> when you have sexes. <laughs> Most of the time
0: when I have sexes, you're not there. <laughs> yes. Most of the
1: time. Yeah. So I, th- I think you don't realize it at that moment. You realize it like much later that something was like a huge success. So um, what was the question again? How will you know if you've been successful? I think like because people like tell you like they have a good feeling, like for example, those can be like a small little events or just master classes, it's like a small success, but you should enjoy that too. So yes, of course, like for me, I think that it was like, I somehow got into the Vegas conference, which is huge here. Yeah. I in back then I didn't even know that it's such a huge uh, conference here, so I think I can say like yes, this was my success to to be able to get to American market market a little bit, but um, yeah, I who starts off
0: on our biggest stage?
1: Who starts off on our biggest stage?
0: I don't know. So, in terms of your impact, though, of helping people build really peaceful businesses and cooperation, how will you know if you've been successful at that?
1: Well, I saw it in the Czech market because the gossip stops and there is not... uh, Like, there is always a little hate or there is always somebody who's like hateful Jealous. jealous. But I can see it very clearly that those things, especially online, because as I always said, like everybody's hero when they are behind their phones you know so I see it like it's very quiet and it's even like oh very nice job and they do it like with the heart yeah not just because they have to so I can see it is actually working and few people already told me like it's now it's much nicer like all of the you know talking between each other is much nicer what did that feel like Good. And th- in that point, I realized, like, oh, that's what we did. Yeah. That's not my work. That's even my girls. You yeah. Know?
0: So as you're starting that in U.S., if people are hearing you say this and
1: they're like, that's exactly what I've been looking for, where do people find you? Uh, they can always reach me in Instagram or Facebook. And just even email. I don't care. Just get in <laughs> touch with me. Call me Beat Me if you wanna me. I
0: love it. Okay. Well, thank you very much for sitting down with me. You're always insightful. You're always a joy to be around. And I'm excited to be part of the Skills Academy mm-hmm. and bring some of that peaceful business here to the U.S. So I'll be seeing you in Jakarta. Yeah. And several other places. Yes. Including Vegas. <laughs> no, we'll see you about Vegas. I'll see you in London. Okay. All right. Let's get out here. Let's go have some drinks. Big shout out to Veronica Fleiser for making it here to little old Louisiana to have a face-to-face with me and go grab drinks. Um, she was actually fresh off the stage at the Vegas PMU conference when we filmed, when we recorded this episode, filled this episode. Um, she is coming to the Microblading Institute as the keynote speaker for our Christmas conference, which as I'm sure you know, is a charity benefiting Toys for Tots here in Acadiana. So if you wanted to meet Veronica Fleiser, if you want to network and make connections and figure out how to be a speaker, a presenter, a demo artist, or join the skills artist networks here in the U.S., um, she's definitely your girl. I mean, she's taking me to Jakarta and uh, several other places, Egypt, and um, I'm really excited and I love the doors that Veronica opens for people, but mostly... Mostly, I love that she bothers opening them for other people. She could just be all about herself and just worry about herself, but she doesn't. She takes everyone along with her. And I hope that's something that I embody as I grow my brand as well. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have questions, comments, find me over on Instagram at victoria.glam. Share this episode and tag me. I want everyone to be able to hear the Glam Life Podcast. And if you want to watch the episode, go to theglamlifepodcast.com. I'll see you there. À